0: Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Uh, Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you know, you you have the ability to, to turn to your neighbor and to bless him and say, I bless you in the name of the Lord, bless you. Bless you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're sitting next to a neighbor that's just getting warmed up, he's going to say, "I bless you." But if you got you got a spiritual giant next to you, he's going to bless you. So I bless you today. I was talking to Wellington Boone, and uh, you can't talk to that man without getting a blessing. He says, "Brother," I say. He goes, "How are you doing?" I said. I feel like a Navy SEAL. He says, I met with a Navy SEAL. He's talking to uh, a general who's founded the Navy SEAL organization. And uh, so I'm, I'm talking about Navy SEALs. He's meeting with them. And uh, I'm trying to find the word for tonight here. Um, but you can't help to talk to Wellington Boone and walk away with the presence of God in that man's life. And... We're going to be meeting with him at the end of September. He also is one of the conference speakers at Leo's uh, Gossage Marriage Conference. And I'm sure when I'm there, I'm going to have the opportunity to invite him to come back to Miami and uh, spend some more time with us. How many still remember what he shared? And He, he didn't get off the first three <laughs> words of Genesis 1 and... Um, It was powerful, powerful what he had for us. Wellington Boone, keep him and his wife in your prayers. Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness in our hearts. We give you thanks for the privilege and the honor to gather amongst your people. We say, sanctify us more. Bring us in closer. Make us holier. Make us more righteous uh, with the righteousness of Christ, Lord. We pray that the presence of God would lead us closer and nearer to the heart of God and remove everything in our life which is filthy, everything that is unjust, everything that's out of order, and bring us in your presence, Lord, to a place of everlasting joy and peace. Father God, we deny our thoughts, our hearts, our actions. We crucify ourselves to the cross It is Christ who lives in me, and I no longer live, for I have been crucified with Christ. And the life I now live, I live for the purposes of God in Christ Jesus. Allow us to understand these ways and to walk in them with a full heart and an undivided attention, O God. That we would bring purity to our cause. That we would be invested in the kingdom and that we would treasure in the heavens and that our delight will be in the ways of the Lord. And that we might walk in his ways all the days of our lives. So that the goodness and the mercy of God will follow us. And let your peace deliver us from anxiety and depression. Let your presence and your goodness, Lord. then just make us whole. Like you intended from the beginning. Bless your word tonight. And that it not return void. But that it would achieve the purpose for which you send it. This we pray in the precious name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. In the last couple of months, we've been dealing with the, the yearnings of a spiritual concept called repentance, and were it that all of us would be able to find it, uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Men who have been chosen and appointed and ordained by God in various times of their life sought for this gift of the Lord and could not find it. And it says there in Hebrews chapter 12 that Esau, verse 17, Hebrews 12, 17, Esau, for you know that afterward when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected for he found no opportunity for repentance even though he sought it Diligently with his tears. This is a, a man who was chosen by God. He was anointed by the prophet Samuel. He was ordained the first king of um, the, first, the first son of Isaac. And, and when it came to time of his um, receiving his inheritance, he says, don't want it, not interested in it. And he traded it off. He told his younger brother, Jacob, if you give me a bowl of beans, I will give you my birthrights. You can have my blessings. The blessings of the firstborn uh, were really powerful. And in this regard, it says that afterwards, he asked his father, can I have what belongs to me it was too late. He had, he had given up that inheritance. He wanted to inherit the blessing and he was rejected and there was no opportunity to find it. So repentance is the opportunity, a gift of God with the opportunity to receive God's portion for your life. And so walking away from God, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of God's uh, portion We've all walked away. God was pointing that way, and we all walked this way. And thank God, in my life, it was a nine-year-old little girl that looked me straight in the eyes and said, you are going to hell. And I freaked out. It's a nine-year-old girl with authority to tell me, Joaquin, you're going to hell. And I was like, what do you mean I'm going to hell? She said, you're walking the wrong way. And I, I said, let me find out the way I'm walking, And because of her words, this is what what transpired. Walking in this direction, being confronted by her, there was a day that I turned. And I started walking in a different direction. So repentance is a call to turn. I don't know if you know the day and the hour that you repented. For on that day that we turned and started facing God and walking in his direction, now this is called the life of repentance. Every day, deciding not my way, not my thoughts, not my words, not my feelings, not my sentiments, not my direction, not my will, but thine be done. For yours is the glory, the honor, the power. You, you have the plan. And so a daily walk in repentance is, makes you a real Christian. Uh, this man had the opportunity to turn. Uh, it says afterwards he sought the opportunity for a U-turn And he sought it diligently with tears and didn't find it. So this man, after he rebelled and walked in this direction, he was looking for the opportunity for a U-turn and never found it. Never found it again. And so that's why it's so worrisome that some people have hardened their hearts and refused to repent. If you look at the Bible in Acts chapter 17, verse 30, God says, there will be a season that I overlook people's ways. Acts 17, verse 30. When Paul is preaching to the men in Athens, he says, Truly, there is a time of ignorance and God overlooks our Ways, but now, say with me now, he commands all men, say all men, everywhere, to do what? To repent. So one of the active words in the life of every Christian on a continual basis is repent. The Holy Spirit is saying repent. The word means turn, walk different, think different, act different, speak different. Do things as God would have you do them. If you want to know the heart of God, He not only commands that all people everywhere to repent, all people everywhere. Does it mean Jewish people? Yes. Gentiles? Yes. Muslim? Yes. Uh, Fornicators, pornographers, homosexuals, thieves, liars, rebellious, disobedient all men, everywhere, to repent. And so I'm easily taken by the fact that some people are able to look at other people and want them to repent, but they don't repent. We want people to be fast in turning, but we don't turn. We want people to be fast in changing the way they speak, but we don't change the way we speak. But God wants them all to repent. And 2 Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord... He's not coming back because he's slow in the coming. You know, we've all heard that God is coming back for his people. It's not that he's slow concerning his promise to come. As some count that he's being lazy and he's slacking. But he's patient towards us. Because he doesn't want anyone to die To perish, he doesn't want anyone who's walking in this direction to end up going over the hill. The heart of God is a continual turn. Turn. He's not saying, I'm glad they're going to burn. I can't wait. They're going off the cliff. No. He doesn't want anyone to perish. The heart of God is that he's not willing that any perish, but that all, all should come to this experience of repentance everyone to come to repentance. I want to further what repentance is, is for you to grab your thoughts and put them there on the side and put God's thoughts in your brain. That's repentance. When you start acting like God, thinking like God, moving in the direction that God wants you to move. In fact, Romans 2, 4 says that God um, wants you to know everything he he has for you that is good, and these things should call you to repentance. You know, God doesn't want you to lose. God doesn't want you to suffer. God doesn't want you to be uh, disinherited, removed from your possessions, from the things that he has laid up for you, from the plans he has for you from the beginning of the world. He doesn't want you to miss out. He says, not knowing that the goodness of God is leading you to repentance. So here in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, what did the disciples begin to tell everybody? He says, what you guys are seeing that we're participating of is the Holy Ghost. And Peter said, each one of you should repent. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus. Turn. Because this will get sin off your life, and you will receive the gift that God has, His Holy Spirit. And you'll walk in these realities. Hebrews 6, verse 1 through 3, he says, God desires us not to lay foundations anymore, the, the foundation of repentance. These are the very first things that a Christian does. The very first thing God in Christ, he says, leaving, therefore, any discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying the foundation of repentance. I, 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 I can't see anybody taking one step in the purpose of God. This is, this is us away from God. Any steps we take without repentance continues to move us in the wrong direction. So if there's no repentance and you're moving, you're speaking, you're thinking, you're producing more death. But the repentance is that first 180 degree turn and you're seeing things different. Those who don't repent don't see any different scenery. Here here, I'm totally oblivious to what's behind me. And Joey, if you want to come here. If if Joey is in my life and he's calling me to repentance, he sees everything God has for me. I don't see it. I don't have the ability to see anything. I'm upset. I'm angry and get out of my way. And so the only opportunity I have to have a breakthrough is if somehow he can gently ask me. To turn from the direction I'm walking. Until I repent, I can't see any of the goodness of God. I can't see anything of the purpose of God. So this is who we are. We are agents calling the world to repentance. And and I don't know about you, but a man after God's own heart is continually asking people to repent. Repent from the way you feel repent from the attitudes you're embracing, repent from what you consider to be reality. Oh, this is reality and you're saying you don't have a clue because look at everything back here you're not seeing because you're not turning around to walk in the direction God has for you. and so that is, that's the battle, thank you, Joey. Um, that's the battle we're fighting in the lives of in onslaught, an endless amount of people. So when Jesus comes. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 2, the very first thing that Jesus spoke out of his words, the very first things that the message of his followers had in their mouth was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, is within reach. If you turn around, you're going to see the provisions of God. You're going to see what God has for you. You're going to walk in a different reality. And a lot of people say, no, I want to see and reach these things without repenting. I want them to be a reality without me turning. That's never going to happen. He says, repent, and it's within hand, is within reach. You're going to see the goodness of God. So that's what they were preaching. And not just any repentance. Verse 8, he says like this. He says, so that you might have fruits that are worthy of repentance. Um, As you repent, the fruit of this attitude change and this mindset difference begin to flourish in receiving what God has for you. Um, The word in the New Testament, repent, is metanoia. Meta means changed, and noia is from the mind. You have an attitude change. Repentance is, is man, I'm going to meta, turn, change, transform, and the way I'm thinking, I'm going to start thinking like God wants me to think. And it's the greatest gift that man has. Repentance is not the declaration of death, but... The proclamation God wants to give you a gift. God wants you to turn. In Acts chapter 3 verse 19, this was what the disciples said. They said, repent so that times of refreshing might come. 319. As they proclaim, he says, repent therefore and be turned that you might Your sins might be taken care of, blotted out. And so the times of refreshing, a different type. Here, the wind is against you. Here, the wind is for you. It's a refreshing time. It's a time of rest. I've seen people repent when you preach repentance. And it's almost like dropping a thousand bricks of weight from their shoulders they're just carrying a big load and all of a sudden when they repent they're like ah. and if i don't tie them down they're like they float into the sky they just they just feel so refreshed in the presence of the lord and so matthew chapter 4 verse 17 we have another example of the declarations of christ calling all men Everywhere. Some men hear the words repent, and they they get demon-possessed. Verse 17, it says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say these words, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You're going to miss out the provisions of God for your life. You're set on your ways. You're not set on the ways of the Lord. Can we all practice that? and just say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand? One, two, three. That was pretty good for the first time. Say it like you mean it, like you're telling somebody, you're telling your own spirit. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Change your ways, change your thoughts. Ask the Lord for a transformation of an attitude that is not giving you much altitude. Luke chapter 24 verse 47. He taught his disciples not only that they proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, but that they might preach repentance. And he says, and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at home. Beginning at your house. Let's that, you know, the getting on God's game plan from, from time frame and format at home. I love the opportunity to, to walk in daily repentance and to line up your thoughts and your ways with the ways and the thoughts of God. I'm reminded of the Old Testament stories, the book of Jonah. I want you to read that book as, as a Firm believer in the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing that one day God will send you to a people to proclaim repentance. What did Jonah do? No way, man. These people are wicked. Kill them. Kill them. Bring fire of God. Bring judgment. Drown them. Bring a flood. I refuse. I'm not going to. And, and that whole aspect in Jonah chapter 3 verse 14 3 verse 10, I'm sorry. Jonah 3.10. Then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God relented from the disaster that He had said He would bring upon them, and He did not do it. He was effective in preaching repentance. He turned an entire city away from destruction and disaster when they turned from their evil way. I really want you to prayerfully read the book of Jonah and say, God, how about the day you send me to preach repentance? How about the day you send me to a people, to a prison, to a prostitute, to a thief, to a murderer? I was in a federal prison one day, and I I went up. And some gentleman called me. He was famous there. He was part of the FBI's Most Wanted list. He had rearranged his fingerprints. His name was Hannibal, not Lecter. And I said, Hannibal, God wants to come into your life. He says, man, I can't. I go, why not? He says, I got to kill somebody. I said, no, no, you don't want to kill somebody. He goes, I can't. I got to kill somebody. He offended my mom. In open court, he told the whole courtroom that my mom was having sex with my stepbrother. I got to kill that man. And so you'll never know who God will stand you up to tell him to repent, to turn from his ways. One man was from Cuba, and I said, "What, what if you find yourself one day in a hotel with Fidel Castro, and he comes up to you, and you have an opportunity to preach repentance to him, He says, oh, no, brother. He's an agent of hell. He's going to hell. He's a demon. I'm not going to preach that guy. I'm not going to preach repentance to that guy. You know what I told him? You do not know the gospel. You don't know the gospel. The gospel is all men everywhere repent. And we need to be the ones who serve the notice on the most wicked and vile. Who is the most wicked and vile? Does anybody know? In your life, who's the most wicked and vile person you've met? Say it like this, me. Say it. Me. And if God had mercy on you, you should never fail to have the opportunity to preach repentance to the worst of these sinners. The Bible says that he gives grace to to the lost. That his grace, Titus chapter 2, verse 11, he says, The grace of God that brings salvation, the goodness of God that saves human beings, has appeared, say it with me, to all men. Do, do you think God's going to make any exceptions? All men are going to have an opportunity to repent. All men, all women, every person, the Bible says, The salvation of grace has appeared to all men, and what does it tell you? What's the grace tell you? Verse 12, teaching us to turn away from ungodliness, to repent from worldly lust, to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. When the goodness of God comes to your life, he starts pointing the right direction. And if you're part of an instrument in the hands of God, if you're a minister of the gospel, you're pointing people to the right direction, to walk with God, to think like God, to speak like God. That's what. Why does God want us to speak and to think and to act like Him? Verse 13, because we are all looking for, we're waiting upon the blessed, glorious appearing of our great God. Say, great God. And Savior Jesus Christ, the only way we could connect with God is if we turn from our ways. The only way we could connect back with God is if it, it's a gift. It's a miracle, the miracle of repentance. Billy Graham is the greatest preacher of all time. He he says like this. He says it's a mystery. I could be in a stadium with eighty thousand people. The hearts of some are melting like wax. And the heart of others are hardening like clay. Who's to tell why? Who's to tell how is it that some men melt in the presence of God and some men harden their hearts? And say, ah, this preacher. I can't believe we're talking about repentance again. We already talked about that the first day. Listen to me. Repentance is every day, everywhere, with all peoples, all the time. It's a healthy thing to live a life of repentance. Repentance. When I tell people about repenting and they get upset, their hearts begin to harden. I'm concerned a little bit because I've seen these verses in Revelations. If you turn with me, Revelations, uh, let's see, I'm going to get this real quick. Revelations 9 verse 20. The plagues of God are falling upon the earth in the last days. The judgments of his wrath are all destroying the earth. And he says, But the rest of mankind who were not killed by the plagues, they did not repent of the works of their hands. That they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. Some men, it doesn't matter if, if the judgment of God is upon them, if, if the plagues of God are falling, if all the earth is dying. Verse 21. And they did not repent of their murders, their witchcraft, their sexual immorality, and their thefts. That's a hardened heart. That's a crazy, crazy mindset. The inability to repent, even though you're seeing judgment. Revelations um, 19, we see another picture of these men. No, I'm sorry, Revelation 16, verse 9. They were seared, the judgment of the sun-scorched heat. The earth is suffering with great heat. And they continued to blaspheme the name of God who has the power over the plagues that are following. And they did not repent and they could not give Him the glory. Verse 11. Instead, they cursed the God of heaven because of their suffering and their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. Mystery? Craziness? Tendency to, I'm not going to turn. I'm not going to forgive. I'm not going to change. I'm not. You better be careful. Don't set your heart in those ways. Don't, don't say, I'll repent tomorrow. 2 Timothy 2.19 says, the Lord knows those that are his. Everyone who's quick to confess the name of the Lord and to turn away from wickedness. How quick are you to repent? Are you sensitive? are you walking on the you know the sensitivity of the spirit's voice in your life to say go back and ask for forgiveness on this go back and tell your wife you're sorry go back and tell your friend you know forgive me Good turn 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 constantly a life of repentance that's what god made in us and it's a life of healing It's a a life of turning from the ways of this world. The people in this world, it doesn't matter what's going on. I had a doctor come into my office some uh, some years ago, and he says, I'm getting a divorce. I said, you know it's the wrong thing. He goes, yeah, but when I decide something, I go forward. I said, well, that's a sign of foolishness. Because a wise man, as soon as he knows he's doing something wrong, and obviously what you're doing, you see that it's wrong, would turn. If you know you're going off a cliff, you turn the steering wheel. If you know you're drinking poison, you'd stop from drinking it. How is it that we have continued on our ways? We have hardened our hearts. All throughout the scriptures, even from the, from the first call There's a call to repentance. And then Revelations 3.3. We're way into the gospel. We're way into the church. We're way into signs and miracles and wonders and leadership and apostles. And God is saying, remember where you have fallen from. Return. Watch. He says, remember therefore how you have received and heard. Hold fast and what? Repent. Turn. Pick another course. Pick another way, the way you're walking. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord so that he might receive mercy and turn back to God who will freely pardon. Isn't that a good thing that we have the expectation that if we turn God is waiting for us. Philippians 3.19, Paul says, there are some men who have met Jesus Christ who have walked in the ways of the Lord but refused to turn. After they knew the Lord, now they're hard on turning. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. They do what they want, not what God wants. Their glory will be their shame because they have set their mind on doing the ways of earthly earthly things. Can I challenge you tonight to ask God to make you sensitive to turning? Sensitive to continually turn the way God wants you to turn. Let's stand tonight and... Ezekiel thirty three eleven. God says, I take no pleasure in the death of rebels. I have no pleasure in, in the destruction of those who refuse to repent. But rather, I would prefer that they turn away from their ways and live. Ezekiel 33, 11, let's read that together. God says, I don't want to see, as I live, says the Lord, God I have no pleasure in the destruction of the wicked, but I would rather that those that are turned away from me to turn from their ways and live. Look what he says. Turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? This is the message that God continually extends to his people. John chapter 6, verse 40, he says, For my father's desire is that everyone who looks unto Jesus and believes in him shall have eternal life. Everyone that has this ability to look in the direction of Christ. Uh, I want to ask those of you, there, there's there's obviously the young Christian who probably thought that repentance was that one day you repented and said the sinner's prayer, and then the seasoned Christian who didn't realize that repentance is a minute, second by second, day by day, opportunity by opportunity to turn your heart to the heart of God. Father, I thank you tonight for your word. I give you thanks that the ministry of your spirit is faithful, not wishing, not desiring anyone to perish, that we also not desire those that are around us to perish, but that they would turn, turn from their wicked ways, turn from their evil steps, turn from thoughts that do not honor you, that they might see the living God, that they might find times of refreshing, that they might have a new opportunity, a new vision, a new breath on life, We pray, O God, that as we live this reality that would minister to our spouses, that would minister to our husband and wives, to our children, to our families, to our church, that we would be a people really, really in tune with the heart of God. And when the Spirit's presence comes over our life to tell us to change the attitude, change the direction, change from the inner man who hardens himself after the ways of this world that we would be quick to repent that we would turn and walk in the ways of the lord and that we might find oh god the purposes and the time frames and the seasons of your kingdom in our lives we ask your blessing upon each family represented here and each person that has heard this word father god that they would take it to heart to be committed to live a life of repentance. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen and amen. Greet one another.